eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Monday edition of Spits and Suds. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. And we kind of have the Super Bowl hockey that we'll get into uh, tomorrow night. Probably the largest matchup. Uh, of the year that the stars will face ticket prices are are just going crazy for tomorrow night's game against the Boston Bruins but we welcome in our EP ringside friend our shapshot friend our NHL guru and the co-host of Spits and Suds he's Sean Shapiro how are you my friend did you enjoy the Super Bowl I did I did it was good it was uh I'm in that weird stage of life with where I've got young kids who are two and four so we did the pre-super bowl party party thing with like a couple people of kids similar age ordered some pizza and then like at like 6 45 15 minutes into the game everyone left and so then so then you get kids <laughs> to bed and, and then you rejoin it and then you kind of rejoin it for the second half so yeah it's kind of the uh, so yeah the super bowl it was more of a super bowl pre-game party and then uh relaxingly watched a pretty good game myself from the couch after getting the kids to bed. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that is uh that is awesome. Well, uh, stars had plenty of uh, chances, ran into a wall and Andre Vasilevsky on, uh, on Saturday, um, which is kind of, that's what I love about goalies, especially elite goalies like Vasilevsky gets kind of lit up by the Panthers earlier in the week and then decides to shut down the stars on uh, Saturday, but certainly uh, lots of chances. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on Saturday. Yeah, to me, there's a the real lesson from that game, and and Stars obviously had some good chances. They were and, and Vasilevsky was great. Um, the thing about that team, and I think it's 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 the space where you want to be. Um, and for, in most in most losing that game to Tampa, it's actually it's not a bad loss. Honestly, it's 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 a it's a tight fought game against. And your backup goalie actually went toe to toe with one of the best goalies in the world, and, and and you lost in the end. But to me, that game is just a reminder of you watch how that game ends, and you watch the finish to it, and that's the norm 
for Tampa, right? Like that, they are the goal. That's the reason they are the gold standard. They are the, they go through, they, they have the space where when the game is on the line, minutes left, tight game, they get the job done. And I, it, it's just, it's something where when you look at where the stars want to be and need to be, if I mean, need is a, need is a, from a fan want, but from where every NHL team wants to be, you look at Tampa and you look at games like that as the example of this is what they do on the mundane Saturday in the middle of the season. This is how they get the job done. This is how it's Victor Hedman jumping into making a great play and finding Sorelli for the, the little tap in and ev- everything like that. It's it's those little things where you look at what Tampa does and you look at what they've done for the last three, four or five years. And as any NHL team, you start to think like, okay, why do they do that? Why do they do this way? And for me, one of the big things for the Tampa game is you look at the way Victor Hedman, and I give you credit on this, Gavin, there's something where you brought up before where it's like, you'd like to see more from Miro offensively. Yes. Right. And to me, there's a part of Victor Hedman's game that I would love to see Miro pick up with a little bit of confidence and a little bit of, um, and Hedman's always going to be a little, is always going to be a more offensive purely from a, from a pure counting numbers thing, but I'd love to see more of the it moment type of thing we saw to Hedman, right? Like you watch that play, you watch Victor Hedman in the third period. He has, there's that killer instinct that I'm going to decide what happens in this game. The game is coming from my stick. I'm not, I'm not letting, I'm not, I'm going to make sure that my team is winning this game. And I would, that's something where you look at, I think the stars have some guys with part of that instinct. I think Jason Robertson has it. Um, I, I think there's just, there's something you'd like to see the stars and, and, it, and, and winning does this and winning builds that, but it's one of the, one of the few, it's not even a criticism. It's just one of the few notes that I would apply to Miro Heishkinen's long-term prognosis is how do you become that it guy offensively when the game's on the line yep. in the moment? Not yeah. like we, we always know he's going to make the right play. He's going to break up the, the chance. And, but how do you be the active it guy versus the reactive it guy? And that's what I just want to see from Miro. And I just, that's what I came away from thinking about that game. It's just so much of Victor Hedman basically deciding in that moment, like, okay, we're going to go win this game in regulation. And they did. Well, he's just so special, as is Stamkos, yeah. as is Vasilevsky. And, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's if those guys were playing in yeah. New York, they'd be featured every week. And, <laughs> you know, but I mean, Tam- Tampa, you know, Cooper's an awesome coach. And, and and it's interesting because the Lightning have really struggled on the road. They've just been so dominant at home, but have struggled on the road. So uh, they put together a nice effort on, uh, on Saturday. And I, I agree with you. The fact that the Stars are you do look at Tampa and say, we need to be that. But the fact that the stars have played Carolina, I'll say toe-to-toe, have played Tampa toe-to-toe, we'll see how they fare against the Bruins. But in the meeting uh, up north in Boston, I thought they played well. Um, so against the what I think of as the top-tier teams in the NHL, um, the stars are not backing down and they're playing, you know, really, really strong hockey. And that to me is a positive sign as we make our way toward the playoff. Two observations. I wanted to ask you, were you surprised at 
um, the net change and Ottinger not getting the start on Saturday? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A little bit. Yeah, I was too. Uh, I was too. A little bit, yeah. One thing that I was actually kind of surprised of too, um, it's there's been a couple times this year where um and part of it is like i don't I don't expect coaches to pick their opponents based off of tv schedules or anything like that obviously but um like it's been a, there's been i think there's a turn there's a tnt game yep um earlier in the year that that wedgewood started there's been a couple like there's been a couple games like that where it's been Wedgwood has gotten the start in the quote unquote prime time slot and i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's just it's just an interesting observation I, I, I do wonder, and this is probably, this is a, this, I do wonder, and this would be a great question for someone to ask at Pete DeBoer, is if there was always going to be, um, I thought you would play him against Tampa, but I do wonder if there was the thought process of, we're going to give Wedgwood, um, we're going to give Wedgwood one of the, coming out of the All-Star break, we're going to give Wedgwood um, one of the first four games, and since and I wonder if they basically made the decision to go with, let's go with giving Jake the choice between Tampa and Boston. I do, I do wonder if that came up. I wonder if there was a, well, if you play Jake against Tampa, you we got to go to Wedgwood, and we we either go with Wedgwood against Boston or he's going a full two weeks without playing, two two almost three weeks without playing. So I do wonder if that conversation comes up. Um, I personally would have. If anything, I know it would have been tight and it would have been like, if anything, I actually would have played um, looking back on this week. And obviously hindsight being 2020 is always, always easy, but like, I actually would have played Wedgwood the first game of the break out of Anaheim. I would have yeah. said like, like, Hey Jake, like, I know you didn't go to the all-star game, but we're going to treat you like an all-star. We're going to give you, you you're going to like, we're going to give, we're playing the ducks. So we're going to, we're going to give that one to, to the backup and minnesota tampa boston three in a row of playoff bound great teams or right two great teams in a big central division of football. i would i would have looked at it that way and then play them um, again in, against columbus it, yes yeah. yeah so that that's how i would have done it yeah me too um so like a little bit little bit surprising but more so i guess i guess now as i talk about it, the fact that jake played against the Ducks, that's the game that I probably would have started with. Yeah, so. yeah. And, I mean, that's not a knock against Wedgwood, who yeah. played pretty well. Um, it's mm-hmm. just I, I like to see my elite against my elite, you know. And I agree with you, even though I know coaches don't think of it and front office don't think of it, is if you're going to feature the stars on national television, Jake Ottinger probably needs to be in your net. And I know that oh, I doesn't that yeah. that doesn't factor into their decision, but – you know, to get in the spotlight, you can't sit your best players, you know. So it was a, it was interesting. Now, my other comparison is kind of funny because he is getting a lot of chances, playing real well since, you know, coming back. But every time Dennis Gurionov gets a chance, I just keep thinking of the Matias Yanmark 
Remember that year he was just so snake bitten, Sean? Yeah. And like he'd get breakaways, he'd get everything. And like I'd be in the stands and wouldn't even stand up because I'm like, no, not going to go in. You know, and I just feel it's, like, you know, he's just snake bitten at this at this point. But I mean, he is showing good hustle. He's been better. Like he has been better. He's yeah. He's been better. He's He's finding a little bit of a groove, but it's still because of and once again we often talk about contracts on this show but it's just the reality of it it's hard for me to find um find a fit for him at this stage of his career if he's not going to put the puck in the net right and that's just the that's just the reality of it to me and and um like for example and we talked about mason marchment last week like mason marchment as much as he is uh struggling to put the puck in that he's still being that physical guy he still yep. brings elements to the game when he's not scoring as much as i with what he's being paid he needs to score um Kariana needs for his role and his spot in his career for what he was brought here to do and everything like that he's not scoring i don't have much use for him in the in the lineup so it's you got it he has he has to start putting the puck in i mean he's got now it's does he have two goals this season? I think is that what it is. Yeah, two goals. So, so two goal, like two goals. He's shooting. I mean, he's shooting at three point two percent, which is obviously uh, rather low. It's he's got he, on average he shoots around ten percent for his career. So he's probably. But even if he was like, even if you want to say, oh, it's just a bad shooting year, he still only would be at like six or seven goals, which is still not nearly enough for what Dennis Guriano needs to be, to be a viable lineup option for me. So he's getting better, but like, how does he not become Matthias Janmark? Matthias Janmark's a great case where Janmark is basically was a good story in Dallas coming off the injury is an okay player that does some other things, but then is bounced around to Chicago to Vegas to Edmonton. Like, yeah, just kind of became that. But like, how does Giryanov not become Matias Yanmark? Yeah, is the question. So yeah, no, I I totally agree. So 